Welcome to Ghost of a Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Lignato. I'm an astrologer, psychic medium, and animal communicator, and I'm going to give you your weekly horoscope and no bullshit mystical advice for living your very best life. Welcome back to Ghost of a Podcast, dreamers. I got a question from Michael, and here it is. Hi, Jessica. My name is Michael. I was born on June 22nd, 1993 at 10.23 a.m. in Hong Kong. I just wanted to reach out because I've been suffering, well, not really suffering, but I've been experiencing a lot of um, intense dreams my whole life, and it does affect my sleep quality. I don't really take any medication or anything to help me sleep, but these dreams are all very intense. They're either like real or just memories or whatever. So I just wanted to ask if you might have any advice on combating them. I've done everything that I know I I can do. I've done meditations. I have crystals beside me. I pray to like my guardian angel. So I just wanted to see if you might have any advice on these really intense dreams that I really can't really sleep well with um i look forward to your to your podcast every sunday so thank you so much for all the time and effort and beautiful energy that you put into these michael thank you so much for calling this question in i think it's really important i've got answers for you i don't know if i have the solution but i have answers so first of all let's talk about sleep what is sleep? Sleep is, of course, when we give our conscious mind a break. It's when our subconscious mind has the opportunity to do what it does. And the subconscious mind speaks often in the realm of pictures as opposed to the realm of language, of words. And so the thing that I have found frequently is that when people have really strong dreamlines, there's a couple things at play. One is, you know, a lot of times people who have like spiritual stuff going on, aka prophetic dreams, if their intuition is talking to them, sleep can be kind of restless and intense as it's really active and activating. And it's almost like your subconscious mind is trying to get your conscious mind's attention. If that is the case, I think it's always really wise to develop a really simple sleep practice in the family of drink a bit of water before bed and have to wake up and pee. And when you do, have a little paper and pen next to you, not a phone, nothing with a screen, and write down whatever you remember of your dreams and then go back to sleep. And when you wake up in the morning, ditto, write down just bullet point note form what you remember of your dreams. In the realm of dreams, whether it's night or day is important. Whether you were happy or sad is important. How many people were there is important. Because we're not talking about a literal interpretation usually of dreams. It's generally, you know, symbology. And there's a huge set of resources out in the world for dream interpretation. It's something I do a little bit of, but it's not something I'm an expert in. So, you know, if it's something you're passionate about, definitely research it. When I look at your chart, Michael, I see a lot of things worth mentioning. The first of which is that you have something called Saturn opposite Mars. Saturn opposite Mars is not necessarily specific to sleep patterns, but what it means is that you have a tendency to hold yourself back. You have this idea of there's right and wrong and you don't want to be wrong. So you push yourself really hard to be right. And what this does is it creates a really intense psychological and physical pressure inside of you that's really only going to grow as you age if you don't find a healthy outlet for it. And you may find that when it comes time to fall asleep, your body just doesn't know how to let go. 
Your body just knows how to hold on. And this thing about holding on is kind of a really big deal in your chart. There's this tendency that your chart articulates to hold on tight and to track. And so a good practice for you to adopt is to actually maybe again with a paper and pen right before going to bed, write down all of the things that you feel that you need to remember. So all of the things that you need to remember, like maybe you have to, you know, email someone back in the morning or you have to, I don't know, like start flossing more frequently, like whatever it is that your brain is holding on to that feels frustrating or overwhelming to deal with, just jot it down again notes. It doesn't have to be poems or, or a novel or anything, but jot it down so that it's almost like you're saying to your mind, okay, I'm not going to lose track of this and I don't need to hold on to it. And that might help you ease into sleep. Now, in terms of the quality of your sleep, that is actually a bit related to some other stuff that I see in your chart. One thing is that you have Chiron in the 12th house, and this can often result in you kind of having violent or upsetting dreams, dreams of kind of struggle. And this is actually related to the collective. So this is something that, you know, if you're in an environment socially or politically, or simply when I say socially, I mean like less socially in terms of the community you live in and more socially in terms of your immediate world. So in either case, if there's unrest, you're more likely to have shittier sleep because there's this way that you just kind of hold on to it and it plays itself out in your mind. So again, having a way of just jotting down all the stuff that's zooming around in your brain can be really relieving. The thing about calling in your guides, which I love that you're doing it. I love that you're praying and you're meditating and you're fucking with crystals. I think all those things you should keep up. But the thing about calling in your guides is our guidance really want what's best for us and they don't necessarily want what's easiest for us. So if you're calling in your guidance and you're calling in support, I would encourage you to be really conscious about what you're asking for. Are you asking just for guidance? Because if you're asking just for guidance, your guides may be trying to guide you towards being more spiritual, which may be really annoying for your sleep. It's wise to get present in your body and ask your guides to help you have healthy boundaries around things that are not your own. Because as Chiron in the 12th indicates that you really do struggle to give yourself permission to have complicated, messy, angry, upset feelings. And so they have to express themselves somewhere. And a common place that they might express themselves, unfortunately, is your, is your sleep life, is your dream life. And this will give you upsetting and restless sleep. It maybe kind of fits and starts. Now, Finally, we have a Neptune opposition to your Moon-Mercury conjunction. Also, Uranus is opposite those two things. So Uranus opposite Moon-Mercury tends to give you a highly strung nervous system, and it tends to make you have, again, fits and starts of sleep. It's not a great aspect for sleeping deeply and wonderfully. Interestingly, Neptune opposite those two planets actually can give you really intense sleep, and it can make you inclined to sleep a lot or to get really tired when you're overwhelmed or stressed out. You know, the thing about astrology is when you just look at the details, like the, the individual pieces, you get one level of information. And then when you start to synthesize it, you get another. And so these two details I'm, that I'm telling you are contradicting each other. But in conjunction with each other, what it means is you like sleep, you want to sleep. It's just hard for you to keep it, to get into sleep and have a really good experience of it. 
What I would encourage you to do is this. Know that you may not be the greatest sleeper in town. It just might not be the thing you're the best at. And if you can kind of accept that you need to support yourself around your sleeping life and that that's kind of like an ongoing thing that is important for you to do. And also, if you can work with yourself, which means being interested in the content of your restlessness and being interested in the difference between different self-care habits and how your sleep does or doesn't respond to it. That will help you because ultimately what I think is happening for you is a lot of what you're not expressing and experiencing in your day-to-day life is having to get your attention in your sleeping life. The more that you can bring your attention to those themes and topics and feelings in your waking life, the less your subconscious needs to knock at your door all day long. You know, you just got to listen to yourself. All of that said, you know, you still might not be the greatest sleeper in town. That's okay. So I hope this was helpful, Michael. And thank you so much for listening. And let me know how it goes. Try all this stuff out. Give it a couple months and then write me back. Let me know how it goes. Hello, puppies and kittens. It's astrology time again, but honestly, when isn't it astrology time? So I'm going to talk to you about your horoscope for the week of December 2nd through the 10th, 2018. But I want to say today, December, well, I don't know what day you're listening to this, but on December 2nd, the first day of this week's horoscope is the first night of Hanukkah, and that starts at sundown. So if you're a celebrator of the Festival of Lights, I say to you, Happy Hanukkah. In honor of this holiday, I wanted to find a really inspiring quote about light. And it's, you know, because it's a festival of lights and all that, but also because I think it themes pretty heavily into this week's horoscope. So I found a quote by this dude. You may have heard of him. His name is Plato, not Pluto, Plato, whatever. He's some dude. And he said, and I adjusted this to be a gender neutral quote, but he said, We can easily forgive a child who is afraid of the dark. The real tragedy of life is when a grown-ass adult is afraid of the light. Hopefully you can infer where I adjusted the quote. And, you know, I think what is true is that we as a people talk about our fear of failure a lot. I certainly talk about it a lot and I think about it a lot. And I think that it's easy to get compassion and support for your fear of failure. But what about the fear of success? That is a very real and very human thing to experience, a fear of being too much, taking on too much, getting too much attention, or just shining too bright. Because when we grow, we inevitably outgrow things and people and attitudes. When we take up space and we cast a bright light, we inevitably shine that light on things that we don't want to see or that others don't want to see. And as you know, I like to say, every light casts a shadow. We have to be willing and able to hold space for our own shadow, especially as we take up more space in our lives. I think it is really important this week and in general to look at where in your life you're scared of embodying the fullness of bright light inside of you. Astrology is so much about these luminaries in the sky, and we are all stars in our own right. And we are all 
people part of this constellation of humanity. It's ah, it's gorgeous. I don't know. I mean, I'm a pessimist. You know, I'm a bad time, but but it is really gorgeous. And if you can really contemplate this week, certainly this month as we're at the end of 2018, where you have been kind of dimming your own light and whether or not you can make a different choice. That will be really effective. It'll be really practical. If you can support and encourage other people's brightness, other people's light, because it's so easy to just show up and complain and talk about what isn't working in life or our fears or you know the tragic news cycle. But it's really valuable to reinforce other people's growth and wellness and joyousness. And all of that is a bright light. Okay. So all of that said, my friends, let's hop on into the the horoscope for the week. And we're going to start with December 2nd. We have a sun square to Mars and Venus moves back into Scorpio. Now it had retrograded away and now it's back in Venus and Scorpio. It's sexy. It's deep. It's a little obsessive and compulsive. So, you know, enjoy it. Enjoy it. And also know that Venus and Scorpio, this particular transit is not casual. So if you yourself are not an especially casual person and you're trying to kind of be more casual in the way that you date or befriend people, it is not well-timed. No, it is not. Not a great time. You may want to try that when Venus moves itself into Sagittarius. That might be more supportive to your goals. But get deep, get dirty, do, do your thing, my friends. If that's your thing, I say go for it and enjoy it. Now, on the second, we have the sun square to Mars. The sun is this bright luminary, right? It's the brightest star in the sky. And when it forms a square, which is a difficult aspect or a challenging aspect to the planet Mars, which is our ego, there are often ego disputes. This transit can bring up a lot of agitation and irritability. So if you find yourself super annoyed or dealing with people who they themselves are really irritable and annoyed, don't say I didn't warn you. This transit is great for acts of bravery and acts of courage, for kind of like throwing down a nice shot of energy. This transit's not great for stamina. So if there's like a really detailed project that you're engaged in, um, or if there's kind of something that you have to deal with that's really meticulous, it might be extra annoying around this date. And so, you know, the best thing that you can do is find visceral releases for your frustration so that they don't leak out at other people, thereby creating conflicts. This transit may coincide with you needing to actually take a stand around something or to fight with someone. And, you know, I think in spiritual worlds, there's this kind of idea that we should always be optimistic and we should always be positive and we shouldn't be angry. And I say, fuck that. I think that anger is a human emotion and it is a really healthy human emotion. It just needs to be expressed creatively and healthily and in balance with our nature and our situation. You are not entitled to be a dick. You are not entitled, no matter how much you're in pain or how shitty somebody else is being, you're not entitled to be mean to someone else or to take more more than your share, but you are absolutely entitled to stand up and to fight and to have anger and feelings if that is appropriate for your situation. So it very well may be around this date, but here's, here's the kicker, my friends. If you're just running annoyed and people are bugging you and you, you kind of engage in an ego conflict with someone by the time the fourth, fifth, sixth rolls around, which is AKA 
a day or two later. You are not going to have the energy to maintain that ego battle. So really do check check yourself and choose your battles wisely because on the 5th, we will have a sun squared to Neptune in exact transit. So we'll be feeling it starting the 4th. And this particular transit tends to strip us of physical and psychological vitality. And the sun is so much about vitality, but when it forms a square to Neptune, it can kick off a lot of anxiety. Honestly, it can make us feel like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if I should be doing it. What's too much. What's not enough. I don't know. It can bring up empathy, but the sun squared to Neptune is unfortunately a little bit more inclined to go into martyr dynamics than to go into like healthy boundaried empathy. And so we start off the week with this like, it's mine, gimme, you're annoying, I'm better than you. And then we go very quickly into, I don't know if I'm good enough, what is happening, I'm confused. So Neptune and Mars are really different from each other. They're the most different from each other of all the planets in my view. And that's because Mars is the ego and it's very much about the body. And Neptune is egolessness. It's very much about the ether. And so the negative potentials, all this stuff I'm talking about, it's feeling anxious and getting yourself in do-do with someone and then not knowing how to follow through and how to manage it. That's the negative. But let's take a moment to align with the positive potential here. It's to find the light of truth. It's to find spiritual values and resources even when you're pissed off, even when you're impatient, even when someone else is acting like a jerk and using your capacity for empathy to propel you forward in your life. So to try to bring some level of unity to things that seem really contradicting to each other, these these two energies. It's a really great week to do this because Mars and Neptune strongly interact throughout this week. I'm going to jump ahead and tell you that on the 7th, Mars and Neptune will meet in the sky in the sign of Pisces. They will sit on top of each other on the 7th. Whatever conflicts you get involved in, whatever anxieties start to kick up, by the time we hit the 7th, you're really going to have to deal with it. You're going to have to cope. And that doesn't mean that your situation needs to be resolved. It means that your inner resourcing, your choices, your actions, how you engage, that's what you have to cope with. It's about being responsible to your own experience and being responsible to how you choose to act in the world. And because we're talking about Pisces, Pisces doesn't want to hear about responsibility. Pisces does really want to hear about accountability and empathy. Ultimately, we have support here. And let me tell you, let me go back now to the sixth. On the sixth, we have a beautiful new moon in Sagittarius. It's coming in at the center of the sign at 15 degrees of Sagittarius. And I will remind you that a new moon occurs when the sun and moon are at the exact same degree of a sign. This happens once a month. We go through a new moon once a month, but we only have one new moon per sign per year for the most part. This is our time for New Moon and Sagittarius. It's happening at 11.20 p.m. Pacific time out here in California. And on the same day, on the 6th, Mercury goes direct. Hallelujah and huzzah. I am so damn sick of this Mercury retrograde. I don't know about you, my friends. It has been a tiny slash large thorn in my side. So I'm excited to tell you that's over. I mean, we have a shadow. You'll feel it for a couple few days after the transit's over, but it's over technically on the 6th. And we have this beautiful, bright new moon in Sagittarius on the 6th as well. We will be feeling the effects 
of the sun square to Neptune and the Mars conjunction to Neptune during this new moon. This can be a deeply idealistic time. It can be a time where your spirituality is something that you are capable of embodying on a deeper and more empathetic and powerful level than you have before. New moons are a great time to set intention. And so if you do any kind of candle lighting work, this is a fantastic time to do that. You know, something that's really simple that you can do is light a candle, but you know, be, be fire safe. I mean, y'all use common sense, be fire safe. So you can use a glass, a candle that comes in glass, or if you want to, you know, get really witchy ways with it, you can get a, a regular candle and carve your intention into the candle with a pencil or a pen that doesn't work. Just carve whatever amount of words into the candle that you like. You do not need to be able to read the candle. You just want to be able to write into the candle. And then stick it in a bowl full of water. So this does double duty. One, it is fire safe. Please be smart. And the other thing is water. The element of water is emotion. It's intuition. And fire is action. And so this is actually a really great way to bring in the intention of your goals in a way that is emotionally fluid and present. If you want to get really thorough, you can go ahead and put some dirt or some salt into that water. Then you have all the elements because air, I mean, the air is just a given, my friends. It's just there for the taking. Anyways, you can go ahead and set intentions around this time, but here's the thing. And this is really important. Don't mess with other people. This is not your business. Sagittarius can like to stick its nose where it doesn't belong. And so this is not what you are meant to do. When you are doing any kind of intention work, when you are thinking about what is best for a relationship or for the world, be careful that you're not projecting your worldview, your needs, your version of potential and happiness onto others. Because everybody has their own path. And this is a really powerful time to set intention but it's also a risky time to try to control other people and call it spiritual. Don't do that. Not only will it backfire on you, but it's not, it's not good magic. It's not good energy. This new moon is a really powerful one to get clear about your boundaries as much as to really center and focus your love and what you want to call into your life. I love this new moon. I think it has the potential to be really delicious and, and energetically ripe. I also think it can just bring up a lot of anxiety. If it does bring up a lot of anxiety for you, take it as a kind of uh, inspiration to deepen your coping tools. Don't run around like a chicken with her head cut off, being like, oh my God, I'm anxious. What's wrong? What's wrong? If you're anxious, just support yourself through the anxiety. Does that mean you need to breathe? Does that mean you need to get off of social media? Does that mean you need to take a damn bath, take a walk? You know, whatever, whatever it means, cope with the anxiety, with the feelings of anxiety before you go trying to figure it out or fix the world around you or even your situation internally. First, just cope. Now, this brings us to just about the end of this week's horoscope, but I will say something else. This year has been a lot, and I'll, and I'll reflect back on 2018 more in future episodes, but this year has been a lot, and as we are at the beginning of the last month of 2018, it's a powerful time to look at, again, where you have been bright, where you have allowed yourself to shine, and where you have really dimmed yourself down as a coping tool. 
and to ask yourself whether or not that needs to change. You know, every year, year after year, I see people say, thank God this year is over. I'm ready for next year. And I say to you, my friends, be careful what you wish for. This is your moment. This moment, this present moment is literally all you have. Tomorrow is TBD. Yesterday is done. Now you're looking at it from a different vantage point and it's a different thing than it was at the moment. This present moment is your moment. Stay in this moment. Honor this moment. Find inner resourcing, find outer resourcing, find tools, feed others, feed yourself, light up your life and light up the world around you from this moment. It's so easy in this constant barrage of news and social media and just life in general, certainly with astrology, to get really fixated forward. But that's only helpful if you can do it from this moment, from the present moment. So get present. Be here now, my friends. Be here now. Even if here now sucks. Because from here, you can make meaningful changes. If you're hiding off in the future, you're just going to be constantly reliving trying to fix the past. That sucks. It just sucks. Anyways, I love you guys. I really appreciate you showing up week after week to listen to this podcast. I really appreciate you doing the work on yourselves. And I appreciate you showing up with kindness for yourselves and for other people. It's really, it is a special and beautiful thing. So thanks for all that. If you like this podcast and you want to become a supporter of it and go find me on Patreon, you can share the podcast, you can star it, you can subscribe. I would love all of those things. It would be so wonderful. And if you're already supporting the podcast and doing all those things, thank you. No, really. Thank you. Thank you so much. I think that's it for this week. I love you guys. Spread it around. Every year they say the end is near. 